and welcome back to the HA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author, and with me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And we are back after a brief hiatus. Kelsey went on a little eat, pray, love journey into the desert. <laughs> I moved apartments, released stolen secrets, and spent some time with family. And now we are back and ready to talk about all the smutty books we've read in the meantime. Kelsey has some really fun updates on her love life for us as well. That I do. Let's do our weekly hots and then we can do a Kelsey dating column update. (laughs) (laughs) So my weekly hot was going to be that I bought this really pretty lingerie that's like handmade from London. But then I'm at my grandma's house right now and I fell down a flight of steps coming down from her attic and I have (gasps) a massive bruise. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because apparently I caught my fall on my forearm. So my forearm looks like I like rolled it in an ink pad. It looks like you broke your arm. You sure you're okay? You didn't like fracture anything? Like girl, no, that was terrible. I got, I got mobility. Yeah. But my grandma keeps telling me it's so pretty. She was, oh, look at all those colors. So pretty. It's like aquamarine. <laughs> And I'm like, oh yeah, doesn't it bring out the blue in my eyes? And she's like, oh yes, it's so pretty. I love Chicky. It's pretty. <laughs> so that's my weekly thought is that now I'm pretty because I'm dappled and I have a few bruises on my legs too. And what's funny is that my foot slipped out. I was wearing socks and it's already like a very steep staircase. And you add socks to it and it's just like a slip and slide. But I, my foot kind of slipped out, but I caught myself and I thought, oh, wow, this is really slippery. I'll have to remind my mom to be careful <gasps> because me and my mom and my brother are all sleeping in the like upstairs attic bedroom. And then literally two steps later, my foot falls out. I don't catch it. And I just boom, 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 to the bottom of the steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say your mom did it like two minutes later. No, I had the forethought to be like, I should remind her about this, but I didn't even make it to the bottom of the staircase before it caught up to me again. Yikes. And my grandma is deaf without her hearing aids and it was nighttime. So she had already had them out, but the staircase borders her bedroom. So she, she came running out. My aunt came running out. My mom came running out and she could feel like the, the vibrations of me falling (laughs) it was it was a good time but anyways that's my weekly hot I'm pretty now with my aquamarine bruises that bring out the blue in my eyes my question is does your new lingerie match your eyes and your bruises or is it a nice contrasting color it's it's a it's a blush it's a it's a my favorite shade of pink which Mm. we all know I'm in my pink phase it's been a long phase it's still going strong is it a phase or is it just a lifestyle at this point? The second option. Yeah. Pick number two. Yeah. I have a color like that too, where at this point I own so many things in this shade of like sea foam blue slash green that it's like, that's just my life. I mean, peep the pillows. Yeah. Everything I bought for my trip, sea foam blue. Yeah. Everything. I should have taken a picture. It would have been a big pile. Speaking of your trip, 
Yeah, my trip, you guys. I had a phenomenal trip. It was for sure an eat, pray, love journey. I journaled throughout it. I literally went wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I started in California, like Southern California. I live in Northern, basically drove across the strait, hung out in Southern California, had a very aggressive start to my trip, made it over to, oh my gosh, where did I go next? I think I was like headed, to, oh, I went through like Vegas and then I was heading towards the Grand Canyon. And then I got a rock through my radiator and got nearly attacked by a rattlesnake and some like angry neighbors. So like once again, another aggressive start to the trip. However, got back on the road a few days later, went to Phoenix, had a birthday dance, which I don't think I've ever shown a video or I don't know if I've talked about it too much, but like I'm a dancer, I'm a country swing dancer. So I do a lot of country swing dancing and Phoenix, Arizona is a really popular place to do it. And I saw on TikTok like six months ago, something called a birthday dance at Dirk's Bentley Whiskey Row. And it's basically you take the center of the floor on your birthday and you get danced around by like eight different guys. Like you'll just constantly be spinning and they'll just like constantly be swapping out. And it is like your moment to shine. Like a spotlight is on you. It is just, it is peak life right there if you are a dancer like I am. So I literally planned my trip essentially around my birthday dance and I had it and it was phenomenal and it was easily like top 10 nights of my life and I had a couple of those on my trip through the desert through Moab up in Montana you guys I went everywhere and I could spend three plus hours talking about how incredible my trip is but just know that it's worth it to take an eat pray love trip I highly suggest it not only for like own personal like what's the word I'm looking for? Like introspection. That's not a word. What's the word? Reflection. Introspection. I think it's a word. Reflection. Reflection. Personal reflection. Personal reflection. Yeah. So for personal reflection and also just to enjoy life. When people are like, why are you going on this trip? I'm like, to enjoy life. Like that was, that was my simple answer along with the whole eat, pray, love thing. But it was because we need to enjoy life more. So I, I love hearing this recap because while you were on the road, I know you were having a great time, but you also had some low lows and I was you know, on the phone with you for some of those. So I love hearing that like with even just like a few days of a break and like some time from being in the trenches, you can look back on it so fondly and feel like you have just the positives. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do think that like, as much as it would have been amazing to have my entire trip be incredible, like it's life to go through those low lows. Mm -hmm. And that's also part of what makes the highs so sweet as well. So they have a purpose, even if they were not fun. I called <laughs> Summer one day and I was like, Summer, I need a pep talk. And she started giving me a pep talk and she's like, oh no, are you crying? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was like something out of a book where like your face is just hasn't moved but a tear is just trailing down I learned how to pretty cry because someone told me that I was an ugly crier so I just taught myself how to pretty cry so do you have a weekly hot or a monthly hot a breakly hot yeah like a month and a half ago hot I do there was some super fun things that could be like 
designated as hot that happened on my trip. Like I made some friends in the middle of the desert and we like climbed a huge rock and like got naked and took photos. So like that was fun. However, I think we all like Mr. EMT. So my weekly, monthly hot is going to go back to before I left for my trip. I was still in work, I think. I don't know. I left like right after school got out for me as a teacher. Anyway, so Mr. EMT texted me and he was basically like, I realized that there's a singular amount of days until you leave for your trip. And I'm like, that is correct. There is a singular amount of days. He's like, I have no time. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I have no time. Like, you're going to be gone and you're going to forget all about me. And I'm like, oh, is that what you think? (laughs) Where is this going? Is what I'm thinking to myself internally. This man decided for nearly every single day before I left to just prove to me how much he wanted me in his life and how much he didn't want me to forget him. So it was spicy. It was sweet. It was everything in between. Summer, can you recall any of the details? I remember there was something to do with whipped cream and strawberries. Oh, yes, there was. There was definitely some whipped cream and strawberries. Mm, there was a couple of photos. There was video, videos as there well. There were some videos as well. Keeping it real spicy. I don't think I've ever been in that realm of spicy before in my life. He was like, don't forget me. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make myself unforgettable. And you know what, you guys? He did a really good job. A really good job. He was the first person I saw when I came back into town. I texted him. I was fishing for it. I was like, oh, I'm really not looking forward to carrying everything up to my apartment because I live on the second floor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, oh, like, yeah, that really sucks. And then a couple hours later, he's like, so where are you at? And I'm like, 15 minutes outside of town. He's like, well, I'm in town. Like, do you want help? And I was like, fuck yes, I want help. <laughs> so my fishing succeeded on that. And I immediately ran upstairs before he got here, you guys, because obviously I had swamp ass and I knew where things were going to go. I just assumed where things were going to go after we had finished unloading my car in the 110 degree heat. It was really way too hot, but we had a good time. And we're still having a good time. Yeah, he wanted to make sure that, I don't know, I think the first thing he told me, or one of the first things he told me when we were like mid- sexual activities he's like I never got to give you any birthday sex and I was like that's correct you did not (laughs) and birthday sex is some of my favorite sex because I will without doubt play the birthday sex song every single year wow wow it is mandatory for me to play that song I am ridiculous I respect it I understand it but I will play that song so I got some birthday sex just a month after the fact but no regrets here it's good. The eat, pray, loving is continuing. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Oh, I could keep rambling, but we don't need to do that. We we do need one final full circle update <gasps> on what happened with what should we call? What do we call him? What do we call him? Uh, we can call him asshole now. Yeah, Mr. Asshole. Yeah. Okay. So. This was the guy that Kelsey had gone on a date with, and he was like, flaunt, 
flying colors, you know, had some spicy texting leading up to it, you know, great dirty talk in the bedroom, was like, I'm going to meet your mom. Very nice things. <laughs> I want to meet your mom. Not in the bedroom. Not, not in the bedroom, but like in terms of to, to highlight how into it he seemed. Yes. And like Kelsey and being in a relationship with Kelsey. It was wild, you guys. Like literally a couple of the best dates of my life was with this man back in like January, December, mm-hmm. like eons ago. But then what happened is we were dating, everything was great. And then he just like fell off the face of the earth because he had a family death. And I like texted him a couple of times afterwards being like, hey, like just checking in radio silence. So we hit a certain point where I was like, he's gone. Like whatever happened, happened. At least now I know in the future that like there's going to be a guy who ticks all the boxes was my thought. I still believe that even if it was all based on a lie, which we now know, which we now know. So I am out with my friends out with like some of my good guy friends. We are at this place, this country bar. We are dancing. We're having a grand old time. I'm sitting outside and who do I see walk in? Mr. Asshole. And I'm sitting there and I'm immediately on guard. Like I'm like this motherfucker, right? He doesn't respond to my texts. Like he's just disappeared off the face of the earth. And now he's just literally stumbling back in looking way too fucking good. Like I was still so mad about that. Like he looked way too cute, you know? Ugh, so unfortunate. So he's like- No, I was just laughing. Okay, you were about to say something. So I'm sitting in a chair, we're all outside. He starts giving me eyes and I'm giving him death glares in response. Cause I'm like, I don't need to talk to you. Like I have already closed a chapter. You are gone. You are out of my life. Do not try to come back into my life. He decided to ignore my glares and he came over and he got all up in my personal space and he started to apologize. He was like, I fucked up with you. You're such a, like, you were such an amazing person. And I just sat there and I was like, I know you did fuck up. I am an amazing person. Like I just gave him no room, absolutely no room. And he was like, I just like, he's like, how can I make it up to you? Like, I would love to take you out again. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm really curious. Like what happened when I texted you? You know, why didn't you reach out to me then? Cause my number didn't change. And he's like, well, my number didn't change, but I got a new cell phone and I'm like, oh, well, let's check to see if everything's, you know, everything's working. So I text him. You know, I'm really just, I'm putting this guy through the ringer at this point. So I text him. I'm like, did you get my text? And he's like, yeah, I got your text. And I'm like, oh, interesting. My number hasn't changed. You, you still could have, uh, you still could have texted me like this motherfucker. Oh, I was heated, but unfortunately he has such charm that it was slowly starting to wear me down. And the whole time my friends are there and they're like half listening and then they leave and they come back and they're like, do we need to beat this guy up? And I'm like, no, not yet. Like, don't worry about it. I'm handling it. So we've come to the conclusion that he's like, what can I do in order to like make you mine again? And I'm like, I haven't decided if you deserve to be back in my life. Like you've given me nothing to work off of. And he's like, well, what if I call you tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know if I'll pick up, you know, like, (laughs) honestly, dude, like you came in out of nowhere like a fucking wrecking ball like just no okay although his charms were working and I was thinking to myself would I pick up I don't know I still wasn't sure so he's basically professed his undying love to me 
my favorite line dance comes on. I run back inside the bar with my friends and we do the line dance. And he's like trying to like dance with me as I'm line dancing. And I'm like, simmer down, sir. Like, this is a line dance. You do this by yourself. And then he tried to dance with me like afterwards. And I was like still group dancing because I wasn't sure on the vibe, you know? So I'm once again, group dancing. We're all just doing whatever in our little circle. And then I turn around and he is right behind me and looks like he's having sex with someone on the dance floor like front to front, zero space. Their bodies were stuck together like suction cups. Like I, mm, okay. So I am livid at this point, okay? Livid, my friends are livid and they're like, can we beat him up? And I'm like, you cannot beat him up. Your friends, especially those friends do love to get drunk and get into fights. They do. And they were it, for it. They were, they really were. And it's a miracle that they hadn't punched him in the face at this point. Ooh, okay. So time did the, did the punch me in the face thing already happen? No. Okay. Oh, yes, it did. I forgot about that. Mm, this night was way too long with him. He asked if he could kiss me when we were outside. And this was 10 minutes after he had walked back into my life. And I was like, I would rather slap you than I would kiss you at this time. So what he does is he stands in front of me. He puts his arms behind his back and he's like, slap me. And here's the thing, guys, I can throw a mean right hook. But if you tell me to throw a mean right hook and you give me like time to set up for it, I will miss. Like <laughs> I will flounder under pressure and I will miss and it'll just be an embarrassment for myself. So I was like, I can't slap you. Like, it's just not right. Like you didn't deserve it. I'm giving some bullshit like that. Yeah, He didn't deserve it yet. So. I didn't slap him, although I do regret it. I should have just fucking punched him in the face at that point. So he's grinding on the girl. I'm with my friends. Fast forward, I find this girl's friends because I want to tell the girl basically that he's a slime ball and to not get with him. So I find the girl's friends. They're like, we'll handle it. Turns out that they don't handle it. Mr. Asshole and this girl are still together. And my only thought is, in the very least, I can prevent him from going home with someone. You know, like I can't do much at this point, but at least I could prevent that. So I end up going up to him and this girl because I was egged on by my friends and I walk up to them and I'm like, I first turned to the girl and I'm like, I'm so sorry about this. And then I turned to Mr. Asshole and I'm like, so what's going on here? He's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I just saw you guys grinding out there and you just professed your undying love for me. He's like, well, it's, it's not what it looks like. And I'm like, oh, it's not what it looks like. And then he starts to gaslight me like so fucking hard, telling me that I was seeing things like, oh, I was seeing red, said a lot of really other not nice things. And it got to the point where I was so fed up and I was so ready to sock him in the face, but I didn't want to be kicked out of the bar. So I had my drink in my hand and I just shoved it in his face all upon him hat, face, shirt, drenched. Oh, it was so fucking satisfying. And then I walked away because I was about to punch him in the face and I couldn't do that. So I walk away, I come back. He's still in the bar this time drenched, which is very satisfying. And he literally comes up to me and he's like, you fucked it up. Like you messed with family. Like that was my cousin. And I'm like, that was your fucking cousin. Is Sweet home Alabama shit. Because we are not, absolutely not. This is a hardcore, no, we are in Northern California. 
this shit here. Okay. Don't know where you're from. This is not what happens here. And then he puts his hands on me where I tell, cause I tell him, I'm like, you're gaslighting me. He's like, I'm like, that's not your cousin. I just talked to that girl in the bathroom. Like, no, she's never met you before tonight. And he's like, no, you just, you keep fucking with family. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. So I walk away and he grabs me. So can we just throw up another fucking flag here? Yeah. Another flag. He grabs me. He like says some really nasty stuff and then he walks away. So then I'm once again seeing red, not my finest night. I walk after him, take him by the shoulder, yank him around. Once again, should have punched him. I did not said some shit to him, which was basically like, never talk to me again, walk out of my life right now. And you'll get to save your face because my friends are waiting to beat you up. Oh, so epic. So, I'm big Sabrina energy. I'm here like, for it. It was. Oh, it's totally like, was. I don't want to kiss you. I want to slap you. <laughs> but there will be no fucking in the end. Unlike, you know, there is no, there is no conclusion that way. So he walks away and then he starts texting me some like really nasty stuff. And he's basically like, he ends it with, unless you come outside right now and meet me like we're over we're through and i'm like this fucking fool like this idiot i just told him that i never want him in my life again and now he's trying to like dangle a carrot in front of me being like this is it this is your last chance he thinks like, no, way too I, of himself oh my god i'm literally holding my friends off from beating him up at this point because they've witnessed everything they've witnessed the drink they witnessed him putting hands on me like, I'm just trying not to get kicked out of bars still because I still got a couple more line dances to go that I'm looking forward to. Like, I have my priorities straight and it's not this man. Oh my gosh, you guys. So at the end of the night, he finally leaves. I have my most responsible friend go outside and make sure that he's gone and like gets in his Uber and toodaloos. And then we can all leave after that point because if we had gotten out on the street, I would have been the first one to throw hands. <laughs> I would have. Girl, I'm here for it. You know what, Summer? But here's the thing with my luck, I would have broken my hand. You know? Let's be honest. You would have definitely broken your hand. Because. But it would have made for a good story. <laughs> it would have. It would have made for a great story, but I had my trip to think of and I wasn't about to be toting a cast around the desert. Fair. I had my priorities straight. So this is just another conclusion of a story of apparently sometimes I date assholes and really makes me feel a little bleak about the dating scene, to say the least. Good thing we still got Mr. EMT on the hook. We do. Still reeling him in. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like, I feel like this trip is going to instigate a real DTR, as Mm -hmm. we talked about find the relationship and I think he I'm, I'm throwing some predictions out there are they positive do they yeah. like favor <laughs> no no yeah I think he, I think this trip is gonna have been like like I really missed her you know he was terrified that you were gonna meet somebody on this trip this and crazy. previously he was like yeah like go on dates with other people like if you want to tell me about them you can yada yada so a little bit of a change in his tune mm-hmm. that's true i am waiting for the dtr until we potentially go visit my parents oh my god i forgot about that is yeah. that gonna happen the archery tournament 
Yeah, so we're going to an archery tournament and it's like an hour away from where my parents live. So I'm like, let's just stay with my parents. Like, let's be financially responsible and let's just do that, which can we just talk about how awkward it is? Like, thank God my mom doesn't really listen to this podcast. Although I do have family friends that do. Heaven forbid that they show up to the house and they're like, oh, this is Mr. EMT. Like, I would be shook. Did I tell you that my mom listened to this podcast and she was... Oh, no. She was like, Kelsey might be getting smited. She might be getting what? Smited? Like, like, like God smiting? Like from God, it's going to smite you. And I was like, I was like, mom, like, what? No, she's just like living her life. She's not dealing with like a bad boyfriend bringing her down like she's allowed to be doing everything she wants and I was like oh yes I know of course it's just go from Sunday school teacher to that <laughs> I was like that's who she's always been and she was like just wait she might get a little she might get lightning bolted out of this <laughs> oh my god but she didn't really appreciate the birthday text so <laughs> I think it was a passing thought <laughs> books oh my gosh books did you read any books while I was gone I did that's good I did okay. too to follow up on the lords of pain series that we talked about I think two episodes ago with Tate mm-hmm. the second book in the like second trilogy so it's one series but every three books is like a different frat in this universe so it's the dukes and the second book in that series had come out. So me and a group of friends, Buddy read the first and second Dukes. And it was so, so good. Like when I tell you I'm still in a hangover and I bought the books like in paperback and I was rereading Lords before. So I was just like surrounded by these books and I, I couldn't get over them. Like I was in the biggest book hangover of my life. I would just think back and be like, remember when he did this or remember when he said that and it was so sweet and uh, these books are very gritty very very gritty and dark but so good I think the reason why the redemption arc is so satisfying is because they start off from like such a terrible low place and like how these authors can turn them around is just a work of art it's genius. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, but it's really impressive. The stakes are always so high for both like the bad stuff and the good stuff. If that makes sense. So instead of just like a, like if it was a contemporary like office romance and the stakes would be like, oh, she wants to keep her job or like he has to have a fake marriage to like woo a competitor. It's not life or death. I'm probably going to cut this out because it's a spoiler. Just kidding, I kept it in. If you want to skip this spoiler for Dukes of Madness, you can go ahead and fast forward to 28 minutes and 26 seconds. Kelsey, at one point, so one of these guys is like the most like brutal person. Okay. And him and his duchess go to this other person to get some information. In order to get that information, the guy gives her a loaded revolver that's like 50-50 empty barrel. Ooh. 
and she's like hesitating because she really wants this information. It's about her missing sister and whether like she's actually dead or not. And before she can like decide to pick it up, the guy picks it up and holds it to his head and does it for her. And like, Mm. like like those stakes, like you can't beat that. Mm -mm. You know Mm -mm. what I mean? So it ended on a brutal cliffhanger, but not so brutal because it's a romance. We know we're going to get our happy ending. So it was more just like super epic. Like the last scene in the book, the second book was like, just like something out of, uh, I want to say like, the, you know, like the final scene with Voldemort and Harry. Yes. It was something like, it was like that level of epicness. Yeah. You also knew that there was going to be a cliffhanger. Yeah, I was expecting it. Which is helpful when it comes yeah. to cliffhangers. Yeah. And it was more like exciting versus like sad. Like it wasn't a sad cliffhanger where you're like, oh, we're ending on a low point. It was like ending on an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's definitely better. Anywho, the third book comes out in the fall, and in the meantime, I've been read. I've I've started so many different books and haven't been able to read them. I started my my killer vacation by Tessa Bailey, um, the education of Ivy Leobald, which is like a historical romance. I saw the killer vacation. I actually I liked it, and it was the characters are there. It's like a cutesy second grade teacher who is on vacation and one of the Airbnbs that she stays in, they find like a dead body of the owner. So it becomes like murder mystery, but it's still very rom-com. So her and then this like bounty hunter who is, you know, like tall, dark, tattooed, like really gruff, like tough guy. They, she kind of like forces him to like team up with her to try to solve the murder. So I probably will finish at some point. I was enjoying it. Um, Is it Kelsey approved? I think so. Cool. Yeah. Because it's really just like, at least from what I've seen so far, they like find the dead body, but that's like it. Yeah. So no, definitely really Kelsey approved. I've also been very into tattoos, identifying that it's like low key a kink of mine the other day. So nice. you said tattoos, and I was like, I'm here for it. Well, then the other book I'm reading that I took on this trip with me in paperback is Scarred by Emily McIntyre. And the main character in that is all tattooed. Do they talk about the tattoos? Yes. That's because it's it's in like the 1910s. It's kind of like a fake historical where it's set in like a imaginary country. It's a fractured fairy tale, loose retelling of the Lion King. And the Scarred Prince is obviously Scar. Intriguing. Because the villain is like, is always the hero in her books, or for this series, the Never After series. Like, Captain Hook in Hooked was the hero. And so far it's good, I'm only about like halfway through. It's a slow burn, but he has tattoos, and he's like the only person that has tattoos because of the time era. And it, you know, adds to his dark, mysterious intrigue. I'm here for it. Boys that look bad boys. And there's one line that's just epic, and you've probably even seen it on TikTok, and I'm sure anybody else has 
seen it, but it's just the most like epic line ever. She's supposed to marry his brother, who's the king. And she lets on that she has like an agenda where she's like, I will marry him no matter what. Like, I'm not gonna let you get in my way. And he realizes like, oh, she wants power. Okay. So he says, you thirst for power. I can fill you with it until you scream. Ooh. Epic. Epic proportions. And this is like before any like spicy things happen. This is just like they keep running into each other and having, you know, tense moments. And he's like, meh. I mean, I would love to have a tense moment with someone with that line. Think about that shit for the rest of my life. Yeah. Dang. Okay. That's my reading recap. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, I also started the Taken to Varaxia audiobook. Oh. Oh, good. So good. It's duet narration. The Raku voice is just like perfection. Um, we all know how much I love Elizabeth Stevens. This oh. is my fourth fourth edition of this book. I have the the paperback, the original paperback, the special edition hardcover, the ebook, and now the audiobook. So to say I like this series, this book is an understatement. <laughs> um, I started a Tiffany Roberts alien romance, which I was reading. How was I reading it? Oh yeah, because I'm part of her Patreon and I saw one of her like arts with this character and I was like, that's odd, I'll read it. Haven't gotten very far. (laughs) My reading has been all over the place. But the highlight has been the Royals of Forsyth and coming out with the Duke books. You were pumped. Like Summer, you guys, Summer texted me and was like, Kelsey, I'm very busy this weekend. Let me tell you why. And I'm like, please tell me why you're so busy. She's like, I already made plans with my partner that she cannot bother me during this weekend. She can only bother me between these two times because I'm having a readathon, and she laid it all out for me. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. I will not bother you because you are, you are very into it. And I mean, in like in the best way, there's nothing more fun than when you get to share reading a book with someone. Speaking of that, one of our loyal listeners who lives with me here in my current town just finished Neon Gods because of our recommendation of it and absolutely loved it. And now we've both purchased Electric Idol and we are gonna be reading it together. And I am pumped. Oh my God, send me your reactions. Okay, I will. I really liked it. I think I didn't finish my like last two chapters. Who are you? I know, I just- <laughs> Why? Well, I was reading it for our podcast and I didn't finish it. I mostly finished it. (laughs) And then I just, I guess I just never went back to it. You know, if there's a third one that came out. Wicked Beauty. Yeah. Do you know what's up with that? Like, um, is it just like another sister? Like what, I was unsure if I should buy it or not. I I think it's MMF. (gasps) Oh, my favorite. And there's also a, I think it might be free or might be like 99 cents or something. There's also an, Medusa like inspired novella that's like come out in between them. I think it's called Stoneheart or something. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah. I was gonna buy all the paperbacks because that's how much I like this series or how much I love Neon Gods. Yeah. But then I saw how long it was gonna take to arrive to me and I said absolutely not. And then I bought it on Kindle because I'm a patient. <laughs> you also, know, they're probably in a doubt the little town you live in has a Barnes and Nobles, 
but we do. Thank you. Okay, well, they're probably in in any Barnes Noble. Good point. I'm more of like a goodwill thrifter. <laughs> I just like I really have a hard time spending money on books, so I'm just really thankful that someone got me books for my birthday. Oh yeah, just got you a lot. You did. That's all you got me were books. Well, because I had in my mind I was going to get you the Lore Olympus book, which by the way I think Volume Two is now available on Amazon. Ooh. But I was going to get you that, and then, and that was going to be it. Then, Not So Meat Cute came out with the illustrated edition. And I was like, okay, well, I'll get that too. And then it just so happened that Love Not War, the anthology I was a part of, also came out around that time. So I just was like, order, order, order. <laughs> order. <laughs> order, order. Sounds like I'm saying utter. <laughs> I took Love Not War with me on my trip. And I don't know what happened somewhere probably in between the windstorm where I lost half the belongings in my car in Death Valley, or maybe the windstorm in the desert where I lost the other half of my belongings in the desert. Anyways, something spilled on it. And now it's all like, it almost looks like conditioner spilled on it. Still very readable, but it just looks a little bit sad. And I'm a little bit bummed about that. They are no, it's no longer on Amazon because the like, the period of time that we were doing the like charity thing is off but i do believe i ordered author copies i don't know where they are in the universe because it was when i was moving so mm -hmm. the person who organized it like ordered all the author copies to her house for me okay. so i don't know where they are but they have arrived but i did get author copies i can send you one i mean more than anything it just adds character i'm just a little sorry about it because i was gonna ask you to autograph it and i stand by that. the next time i see you you will be autographing it but i just want to let you know now that it's in a sorry state <laughs> but that's okay, because most well-loved books are. Kelsey, tell me, what did you read, other than your conditioner-stained anthology? I actually didn't read that. No, I did. I did once. I don't know, I just had a hard time with, I was always reading late at night, and I didn't have a book light, and I didn't want bugs. It was a sitch. So while I was on my eat, pray, love journey, I kept it light with my books and I read through the love cliches, sweet rom-coms by Emma St. Clair. Have you seen these summer? I don't think so. Okay, so there's six different books. The first one is Falling for Your Best Friend's Twin. Then it's Falling for Your Boss, Falling for Your Fake Fiance, The 12 Holidays, Falling for Your Best Friend, and then Falling for Your Enemy. So it's this really cute overarching story of like these six girls who all live together, who have been best friends since college. And one of the friends, as I say, one of the sisters, one of the friends is named Sam. And Sam is a romance author and goes under the synonym of, not the synonym, the what? The, the like- Pen name? Thank you, the pen name. Don't know where I just pulled out synonym. Goes under- the pen name of Dr. Love and literally is like trained in marriage and family counseling and gives people love advice. So she's writing a book and she's like, you guys, it'd be really helpful if I like had stuff to put in my book, like from your lives, like let me write a chapter about you guys. And then slowly but surely every single friend falls into like a very significant trope that's like super <laughs> obvious, but you still really enjoy it. So I've made it all the way through halfway of like falling for your best friend, which is book number five. 
and they're so fun and all these characters are super diverse like I really love how Emma St. Clair like really gives each character their own personality and then you get to see that pop up in other stories so you don't lose track of the characters and their relationships mm -hmm. which I love because it's almost like the following books are always like almost like minor peeks into epilogues for the other okay. ones that have come before and I've always loved that because that's my biggest thing about like series and just books in general it's like I want to see what happens like tell me that they're brushing their teeth like everyone always complains where they're like if there was an epilogue all it would be is that they're brushing their teeth and like feeding their dog and I'm like I would read that up like eat that up read that up whatever it might be I would be thrilled yeah so that's the series that I'm going through right now. It's super fun. There isn't, there's always conflict and it's always resolved. Like there's always the HEA that we're looking for and they're fun. Like they're funny books too, which is what I needed. It was just a little bit of light humor. So that's mainly what I did because I really didn't have a whole lot of time to read. I was too busy driving and eat, pray, living and saving baby cows from being caught in the fence like I don't know I was doing all sorts of things climbing mountains and getting naked I don't know and featuring in your own cowboy reverse harem oh my gosh I was it was so good so too busy wearing in my own reverse harem with cowboys oh so good summer he's a seven but only talks to you on snapchat yeah it's rough isn't it yeah is there potential to move off of snapchat there is but you guys keep moving back to snapchat two yeah that's like a three for me oh he's a 10 but he can't close a business deal without a fake fiance that's a six He's also a billionaire CEO. Oh, gosh darn it. That's a seven. <laughs> what do you think? A seven and a half, eight. Huh. If he's the billionaire CEO. Right, that really helps. It yeah. does. And if I'm the fake fiance. If I'm the fake fiance, he's 12. <laughs> Especially if it ends up with an HEA. That better be written into the clause. <laughs> okay. He's a four, but he always brings everyone in your family flowers. Nine. Yeah, I was going to say like seven. He's a five, but he cut off the hands of the last man that touched you. Oh, easy nine. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 10, but you must text him good morning or good night. Otherwise, he thinks that you hate him. Five. I would even write it lower. That's like a, that's like a self, like that's an insecure thing. I feel like if it, if that bleeds into the rest of the relationship, not good. But I also kind of get it. <laughs> okay. I want Gabby to text me when she wakes up. I love morning good night texts. So yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it. But to hate, all of a sudden you didn't text me good morning, you hate me. That's a strong jump. Okay, three. 
He's a 10, but he can't find the clit. Two. <laughs> I mean, the bed's only, it's only going to last for so long. Let's be honest. You know? That's just, mm -mm, that's the magic right there. No, he's a seven, but he always references movie quotes. Like still a seven. Still a seven. Mm -hmm. It's like a four for me because I don't know any movies. <laughs> so I just constantly be confused. <laughs> Unless they're Disney movies. Disney <laughs> Pixar movies. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, he's a three, but he's covered in tattoos. You wrote that one for me. Mm -hmm. He's a seven. <laughs> Especially if each of the tattoos, like, have a meaning. Oh. And they're pretty, like, as an art person. God. It's like an eight or a nine. <laughs> oh, got up there so fast. Okay. He's an eight, but he's a supporting character. 10 because they always get their they always become the main character at some point okay so be it he's a 10 but has an offer to burn down the world for you seven <laughs> he's a five but he's in a hot fictional romance book version of the mafia it's like an eight to a nine <laughs> 10, 10 all day. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you for joining me on today's episode of the HA Book Club. All right, guys, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Toodles. Okay.